Welcome back. Uh, this is the old Doctor Who show presents uh, Sandman. Or the Sandman, depending a on Sandman. how much time you have. It could be Sandman. a Sandman. Yep. Uh, Dan, Sandman. welcome back. The old Doctor welcome Who show back presents to... Enter Sandman. Yeah. Enter the Sandman. Okay. Uh, Hello, everybody. Yeah, we are, we're here. We're back. We're, we're back in your we, ears. We put out, this is our fourth uh, episode We've done the, the first three. They're down. Hope you people are enjoying it. Yeah. Please let us know, obviously. Oh, by the um, way, this is... I'm ready. I'm excited. We're, I'm we're ready, Dan. talk about Netflix, in case you missed the others, and just, I'm just going to set the table. We're watching Netflix's The Sandman. Yeah, Eric and I are going one by one uh, through the stories, talking about what we thought of those in the same style that we did a Doctor Who review, and uh, we'll talk about the source material as we go along. So that's what we're doing. Anyway, Eric, um, today we're yeah. talking about episode four, that's me. titled A Hope in Hell. Um, yeah, but before you get to that, Dan, Eric, um, did you want to talk about, uh, you had you sent me a note, you're like, I oh, no, want we'll to, to talk it. about- we'll get to it. You're going to... Yeah, we'll bring it in. Add that yeah. in. Okay. Got it. Uh, so, Dan, why don't you punch that raven? Uh, remember, that's our thing. We oh, got yeah. You hit the, the button raven. on yeah. the other show. We punched uh, the raven on the show because you were about to start talking I was, about... I was. I was ready to get uh, into this it. ...this episode. Let's do it. Let's punch a raven. Which, uh, punch okay. Math, Matthew in the beak. Punch that raven. <laughs> okay. This is hope. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is hope in hell, Dan. Uh, in hell. This was written by Austin Guzman. And directed by Jamie Childs. Now, awesome. Jamie Childs has directed everything up until this point. This is the last show that I've seen. I don't know if that trend continues. Maybe Jamie Childs is the director for all of them. Dan doesn't know. think so because Dan's seen all of them. I don't I've only seen up to four. But so far, this has been a Jamie, uh, Jamie Childs joint uh from start to go but this one is written by austin guzman from now that uh dream has his magic sand he has descended into uh, hell in search of his fabled helm uh dan dan eric how do you eric? where do you stand on hope and hell and i should i should point out for comic book fans this combines the issues of hope and hell as well as Passengers. Yes. Passengers, passengers or passenger? Can't remember if it's singular it's or plural. Fair enough. Dan, what did you think of Hope in Hell? Uh, how can I say anything other than I loved every freaking second of this? Oh, it my is, gosh. I, I, I feel like we're going to have some, some words on this, but I... Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's helpful or not to think about this as... The two stories intertwined, and we talk about them separately because there's it. It evenly cuts back and forth between the storyline of Hope and Hell with Morpheus Matthew um, meeting Lucifer, and uh, the other story of the passengers with uh, uh, John D and Rosemary and Susie uh, back and forth. So I loved all of it. This is such a great adaptation of of the the graphic novel. The, visually, it's. In, so impressive. We start off with uh, Matthew and Morpheus arriving in hell, um, and we get the uh, revelation that hell is for the damned. People who believe they need to be punished are the ones who go to hell, um, and and they're forced to bring their own fires into hell. I love that shot of the train of people, the damned, walking into mm -hmm. the gates, and they're all carrying yep. their, their own hell pyres on their back. 
I thought that was just incredible. The fact that hell is, you can see it in the comic, but to see it brought to life on the screen, that the structures of hell, the gates of hell, are actually constructed of the damned. You have the the uh, damned soul handing Morpheus the uh, striker to ring the gong to uh, summon uh, squat, squatter bloat. Anyway, yeah. I loved it. I thought that was that was so great. I still, I'm not going to harp on this so much because this is one of the last times that it really happens. Um, Matthew's just, I, I don't like Matthew in this story uh, at all. I don't know if it's Patton's fault. I don't know if it's the sound mix like we talked about before. I think it's the characterization more than anything. Just did not enjoy. But that comes later anyway. Sorry, just mentioning that. So Matthew does serve his function of being the audience surrogate so Morpheus can explain what's going on as we go. But other than that, I just did not enjoy. Um, I don't know. What do you want me to talk about? The entire overall? I loved it. I love both parts. I love Hope yeah, and Hell. I love the, the passenger. Overall. I love the characterizations. Yeah. I love the actors. We have Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. We have... Uh, I don't can't remember the actress's name. I should have looked it up. Uh, playing Rosemary, I loved her when I first saw her in Ted Lasso. So she's already got a a well of goodwill um, coming at her from my direction. Um, I like the changes they made uh, between the book and the story, cutting some parts that weren't needed, uh, changing significant moments, uh, as we'll talk about. I loved it, Eric. What did you think of this? And I am uh, holding on for dear life. Oh, uh, this would be my least favorite uh, God episode. damn it! <laughs> I quit! By far. Now, there are... In positive... There's there's positives. Uh, it's wonderful. There are, uh, there's a lot to like. Uh, so it's not there's a There's nothing total, to not like. There's nothing to not, not like. A, Everything's so, perfect. No, the, the parts that are awful are awful. Like, so bad that it drags... Oh, boy. ...the whole thing down. My, oh, my. ...to, like, where... You know, so... Okay. I don't know. Do, Walk do we, me through it. Do, I don't I even know where to begin. Do we do we want to just run through Let's it? Let's do the chronology. I, mean, I, think the, I have it all written down. We can go scene by scene if you yeah. want to. Sure. Okay. So we're 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 arriving, arriving in hell. hell for, we got to talk a little bit about Matthew, I guess. Yep. You know, he's he's there because we can't just be in dreams head. Mm-hmm. However, I do and again, this is baggage. This is me yep. uh, having read all of the Sandman books. Mm-hmm. The thing that I like so much about his journey collecting all of the artifacts and where it goes when he has that conversation with his sister is a sense of isolation and loneliness mm. and on his own that you get in the comic. That, I think, is totally lost when he's with somebody mm-hmm. for the whole journey. Like you okay. don't get that. I mean, in the comic, he arrives. He's at. He's in hell. He's among the damned. He talks about how he has hope, and it's like a clue to where we're gonna. Yep. How he's gonna get around the uh, the end piece. So that hope comes from him. Verse. They change it a little bit, and that hope actually is said to come from Nada, but then it actually comes from Matthew. But we'll get. Well, it comes to that. from both. It comes from both. It is. It. it We'll get to the yes, end. We will. That's all of my problems are with the end. Are at the end. Okay. Um. But okay. So th- that part is good, and and visually, it's such a treat. Like the way they shoot hell, the giant door opening when he gets to you know Lucifer's castle, which is a change with from the, the light, comic. which looks just like the poster of 
the crow as well. It does. Yeah, you're love right. It. You're right. Beautiful. It it's just it's beautiful. Yeah. I love all of that stuff. I think that stuff is great. Visuals are um, on point through this entire thing. Yeah, and they and and they Everything. did like re- reducing things like, you know, um I guess that's a little later. We cut back to the car ride, I well, think, let's, before we'll come we back get to, to later, him yeah. hitting, okay. hitting, hitting the gong. But to, to jump, to just stick with Dream's journey a yeah. bit, like hitting the gong is great and it looks cool. And sure, in the comic, it's actually two, there's like a head on a spike that talks before squatter bloat comes. Yeah. And you completely remove the demon character, which is a Jack Kirby character from the DC universe. He does not escort uh morpheus through hell it sticks with squatter bloat right all of that totally makes sense to to really sort of uh reduce the complications of having all these characters it could all be done one i thought that that part was great um i don't know i think that the, the hell part the initial hell part all good uh then we get do you have anything about that initial hell part before we jump into the john yeah. d stuff no I, yeah i'd like to say the um they, they before kept, we get to sure they Lucifer. kept squatter bloat i i didn't realize that, that was a dc character that was the merlin's assistant half man demon so that, i'm glad they got rid of it yeah the demon so, by jack kirby great I didn't like the design uh, of it anyway so this was this was much better and the fact that it was you know, it wasn't super subtle, but they didn't really call attention to it. But the, the demons part of the rhyming brigade is what they called them. But the the order of demons that that rhyme and it's supposed to be some sort of indication of their status within hell. You know, it was just done nicely. Um, the, I like the moment that Morpheus is coming there and Squatter Blue is kind of giving him a little bit of shit, like, "Oh, you're you're yeah. you're a, and you're that's a all king. from the comic too, right. which is great. Like, where's your crown where's and your all crown? of that? All of that, that stuff was it, awesome. It lets and then you one see. more for the door, one more at the door, like room for one more. Like, all all of that is in the comic, in the comic. and it's delivered so well. I loved it. And, but you get this moment of like. Morpheus coming there and this demon challenging him, this giant demon that looks just like horrifying and everything around him. And he shows this courage and strength to come into it. So you're kind of set up like, yeah, Morpheus is a badass. He can go into hell and he's just going to get what he wants. And that gets undercut later. And I think it's really effective. We can kind of come back to that when we get to it. But I, just, I love that setup that he's like, you will obey me. You will listen to me. You treat me with respect. And Squatter Bullet starts taking him on a journey through hell. Yeah, but I mean, I got the sense from that that like he he is aware that he is outnumbered, oh, no, no. underpowered. So like he's he conning his way. He knows that. I'm saying yeah. for the audience, uh, someone who hasn't read the books. When you say book, audience, you mean you mean the viewer? The viewer. The viewer watching. Yeah, I'm, this. but as a viewer, I feel like you know that he's underpowered because I think mm-hmm. he says that. Don't he says Matthew not yet. Have no, that? He, he does say it in the next scene that we no. see him. So that's what that's what I'm saying. I like that they set it up so you. Someone who's a casual, not casual, a first time, uh, first experience with this story sees Morpheus, has seen the things he's done, still thinks that he is like the most powerful being until the next scene when we see, we'll just jump to it, that Morpheus is explaining to, to, to Matthew that beside, you know, Lucifer is the fallen angel, uh, Samuel, uh, Lucifer Lightbringer, he is the, uh, the second most powerful being in all of creation besides the creator. To Matthew's surprise, He's stronger than you. Uh, the Lucifer stronger than you, uh, by far, especially his his state. And I found that moment. I I know the story. I know what's going to happen. But even when I was watching this the first time, I was like, it sets these stakes where Morpheus, who is seen being this powerful being, is the underdog by far and is in a lot of danger. You would think, of course, he's in hell. He's in a lot of danger. But you know, right. 
he's one of these endless beings. Who knows? I like that. I like no, the that was cool. And I like and that. And at that point that you're talking about, like we're in the suicide forest. They don't ever yes. refer to it as the suicide forest. They did cut one line from the show that is in the comic that I always loved in the comic when he talks about how, oh, the last time I was here, this was like a couple of trees or something, and oh. now it's a forest. And you get yeah. the sense that like when Dream was captured and humanity was robbed of dreams oh. for 80 years, like how they fell into suicide and like hopelessness oh, and all of that stuff. And they did not have that in the show, and I just, I just love, love I, again. No, that's a great stuff. line. I, I thought that. But that I was, love that. I always loved that line. I thought that was in reference to just like the state of humanity in general. But I, th- I liked your point that it is perhaps related to his imprisonment. That this is actually yeah. That's how. That's how. I think that's great. That's, that's how really what cool. I brought out of it. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, oh, there's there's a more in that scene too because that scene. Okay, so now we're going the suicide forest, yep. and then we're walking around, and we get the prison, not a scene. Yeah. In the comic, it's not as in your face that 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 uh, that he's being led there on purpose. Right. He does say in the comic, like, "Where are you taking me?" or "Why are we going this way?" or something sure. like that. But it's really obvious because I think he tells Matthew that Lucifer is purposely taking him past Nada to remind him. Yeah, that they set the fault. stage. Yeah, that scene is great. Wonderful. That's pretty much a hundred percent. Better. It's actually. To, I think it's the, better. The more happens. the comic. More happens in this scene, or it goes on. Like it's it, in the book. It's literally just a couple of panels. Um, I'll tell you when I was watching this with Joe. Um, we see Morpheus come by. There's uh, Nada comes and, and is crying and 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 calls him by the name that she knows him by. And, and yeah. And when the camera reverses the shot back to Morpheus and he looks has a different appearance to Nada. Right. Joe was very confused. And I love that this is one of those things, like they reveal it slowly through the story. They don't actually do a whole lot. I think they do it more in the comic. And I think it's a function of both differing artists at different times, but like just being very explicit about it in the comic, even, even uh, the passengers, I think when they, when uh, there's the whole thing about, uh, what's this good? Uh, Martian man killer, whatever it is. And the, Martian man, Manhunter, that's it. And, and you see his, conception of what dream looks like is a completely fiery head but anyway i I love that they are still keeping the idea that the dream will appear to different dreamers in different ways depending on their point of view and their history and mythologies um but that whole interplay i thought was really great and it did serve the purpose of the story that um though dream is not ready to forgive nada for what we don't know he doesn't say yet um but that she will always have hope I thought was a very nice like yeah, so they, enough yeah, they to added set that it up bit there. and they have her say the yeah. whole verse him arriving with it but that scene is so great show and, and in book the yep comic yep. um because it establishes like what well, doesn't establish it like builds upon his pride so petty and the fact that he's kind of petty yes. and and you think back about like when he sacrificed Gregory and absorbed Gregory even though in the show he's like well, I'm a- he's asking for permission yeah. for it, but it still speaks to like how prideful he is because I don't remember who asked him like, why don't you ask your sister, your brothers and sisters for help? And he's like, we don't do that because he's so pr- right, proud right. that he would never ask for help. He'd rather kill this wonderful dragon and break the heart of Cain. Though he didn't than want to. I mean, actually have to ask for anyone for help. And now here he is again with 
this woman who's like you've come and he's like still won't do it because he's not he, he got well i don't want to spoil what happens but he hasn't evolved you don't know yet. yet what what they did right uh but when you do it all fits in with his his pride yeah um which i think i think works in the show certainly works in the in the comic. i think like we mentioned earlier th- that that development of his character um the growth that we see in the character definitely comes faster in the show than it does in the book. It takes a lot longer to kind of get to these things. But um, yeah, I think it was executed beautifully. Yes. Um, so let's back it up then. I want to talk about, because I don't want to get D. into the castle stuff. Let's just yep. do the John D stuff. I loved all of that. Again, I, I talk so highly about the actor portraying John D and how when he's on screen, he totally owns it and he's he engaging. Does. And she, you mentioned her name, the actress's name, I think, which I can't I, remember. I didn't mention um, it because I can't remember. But, but Rosemary, like who, you know, the character of Rosemary, amazing. Way different than the book. And I guess we can talk about that uh, a bit. You know, in the book, John D, physically a monster, yeah. takes the car by force. So the, the way the narrative in the comic works is you start at a point that she's afraid of this person. And then through the course of the car ride, she comes around to empathizing and almost liking John D. She gives, uh, in the comic, she gives him her husband's jacket. And by the end, she's, all of her guard has gone down. So it starts in the comic, high guard, I'm being robbed, you know, at gunpoint, I'm being taken in the car. Versus the uh, show is the opposite. You know, he's pitiful. He's got his jacket on. She's here to help him. He's like nobody, but as the as the car ride goes, it goes the opposite direction. It mm-hmm. ratchets it, racket, ratchet, to, ratchets, ratchets, So those are just two approaches. Yeah. Whether which one is better or not, I thought it worked well in the I show. I like, I like the show version better. I gotta say, I like that we have Rosemary. Well, not all just, of it. <laughs> th- this 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 sequence. Not all of it. <laughs> oh, I I really like. Not like all of the sequence. sequence of the passenger, but yes. I like no, I, I, I like this a lot. I okay. like that. We'll get to that. We'll get we, to the end of the. I'm gonna talk the, about why you're sequence. wrong about all this. Okay, um, fine, fair enough. But I, I like that we start off with with Rosemary being a gen, seemingly a very genuinely good person who wants to help him out, gives him a ride. Yes, but can we put an, an asterisk on that? Sure. Put an asterisk on that. Right. I just did. She's a genuinely good person. I think she is. I'm gonna be a pain in the ass here. You're driving your car, right? A guy. There's a hospital to your left or a psychiatric place to your left. Mm-hmm. You see a yep. guy coming out in his pajamas, yep. totally disheveled. Uh-huh. Do you drive him away from the hospital or do you yeah. just take a minute and go, we should probably find someone to help you. You don't seem like you could use some help. You just take I him s- on a car ride. I said she was good. <laughs> I didn't say she was wise. <laughs> okay. So she's good. All right, fair um, enough, go on. That, it, but, that, but that was I, just one I, thing it was like, Rosemary, no, that's a red flag. That's that a pretty a red big red flag. She maybe. does, however, have her big Rottweiler Susie in the car with her, which was nice. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, does that do Can I much, just tell but, you? Yeah. Can I just tell you that having the dog in the car actually raised the stakes for me because I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew, I realized they were changing right. You the think story he could so hurt the like, dog? He's going to hurt the dog, and I don't care in the story yeah. if you murder a thousand people, you harm a dog. I'm done. I can't watch it. I won't watch it. I can't yep. watch John, John Wick. I will never watch John Wick. I'm not going to watch the beginning of that. I it's don't a great movie. It. I heard I know. I'm going to miss out. Um, first one. First one. But great. I really like that we start off with her 
trying to help him. They start talking, chatting, and over the course of a couple of scenes, she, he drops the fact that he was an arsonist and general mayhem and his mom was a liar and he is a murderer. But they were bad people. And the tensions just start yeah. ratcheting up. So I like that it yeah, builds it's, the tension. It's really As opposed well, to the opposite well of, of the book, it starts off at gunpoint and eases in and feels more relaxed. I'd rather the tension... Because then at the end, it changes. And then like it's an explosion at the end, basically, of the story. Because it went the other way. This one kind of builds up and then gives you the opposite sense of release at the end. So it was interesting. I, I But I really enjoyed it. I love their back and forth. I love their banter. Do you want to just go through all of... So... No, we'll, we'll, care... we could talk... Like, so, so in that, too, to like some other store. differences. Sure. With, in, in Passengers... Um, the conversation within the show is much more about the story that you've watched. So you learn about his mom, how she was a thief, how she lied. It just builds yep. some of his motivation for why he's doing it. In the comic, it's much more expositional with uh, this is how the Dreamstone works. Here is how the, and you hear about the Justice League. So it's a much different oh, conversation. Yeah, true. Yep. I prefer the show uh, yep. conversation in the way that that banter goes because in the in the you know, in the comic or whatever, it's much more about all the stuff that they cut anyway. So it makes sense that they, they yeah. don't have that. She, yeah. In the comic I mentioned before when I was talking about it, she gives him the, her husband's coat. She also makes this, you know, when she's first getting uh, the gun pulled on her, she's like, my husband's in the mafia, you know, because she's trying to scare him, uh, which comes, which is actually works well at the end there. So mm -hmm. I did really like this whole conversation in the way that they built attention she makes her first attempt to save herself with the phone trying because she's got the map on the phone right and she's trying to get like call 911 or do whatever she's doing and, and like all of that was really well and you're like okay as soon as this woman gets a chance to save herself she's going to save herself make a little note of that in your book yep and underline it okay yep. so then we go to the uh gas station right yep for yep. some food uh, and obviously, we already talked in the show. It's cutting back and forth with hell, but for, for yeah. our, uh purposes, we'll just this, this is completely part. new. This does yep. not exist in the comic, yep. but they added it. It's her second attempt to save herself. Yep. So she puts everything on the line, including the life of her dog. She goes in to the place. John decides he, to come in he with he her. He follows her in, yep. like she thinks it's going to be easy, but nope, he's going to be there. Yep. And she puts. She has all the bravery. And she, if she sees a moment to save her and her dog, she's going to take it. Write that in your notebook for number two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she tells the guy, and then Call things go south. Yeah, and, yeah. and the thing with, with John D. at this point is that he he's not going to stop the guy from trying to shoot him. But he, he realizes what's going on. It's because the cashier decides to pull a gun on him. And John's like, you, you really don't want to do that. So... I'm not going to say it's like self-defense because John's definitely putting himself in the position where the ambulance going to have to do its 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 business, um, but he's not as malevolent as we see him later with the no, Ruby. I, yeah, in the in the comic, his motivations are really unclear. He's just sort of evil, kind of, I or mean, just like addicted we, to the Ruby. He just it's all about just addicted, getting that. Yeah, again. he's addicted to the Ruby, but this is much more based on humans aren't honesty there's like a lack of compassion and they talk about how they view the world right differently she sees he think, thinks people lie because they're sort of selfish evil. no no she he thinks, thinks that they're lying because they're afraid or yeah selfish. he thinks they're selfish she says it's she, fear. she says it's fear-based so it's an interesting look and it's a more nuanced maybe real hu human look into john d versus the 
comic where he's just sort of a psychopath. Yeah, and the, I mean, the fact that <laughs> so he is a more well-drawn character in the, sh- in the show okay. than, than, right. than, than the scribbles that we get on the page. Um, and yeah, and it, it is much more human, uh, much more understandable. And, well, we'll see at the end, he thinks he's going to, or he justifies himself that he's using going to use the ruby to save the world. Um, but that's kind of his... He's putting his philosophy into effect, um, but that's what we right. learned. Should we just should we see their storyline through? Yeah, yeah, because I don't think and it. Then, okay. Well, until the very end, but yeah. So they she he tries. Yeah, to, so tries she to she gets out. He kills the um, well the guy at the, the store. He explode. The guy tries ambulance. to kill him, and then he explodes yep. Yep. or whatever. Then they go for the rest of the car ride. He he she's like, please don't hurt me again or whatever. And he's like, as long as you don't wrong me again. Right, I, you're gonna. You're, you're, you're taking me to the ruby. Don't don't and give me they, reason. And then she drives right to the ruby. Yep. And then he gets out of the car. Now this is where it diverges well, hard not, from the comic. Not yet. Not, not, well, I'm, I'm cutting in. to the future because then he, I'm, no, no, I'm because, cutting out because he she she stays in the car and he goes into the storage unit first. No, no, I know. I'm no, saying they no, get no. to the storage no, unit. No. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? Okay. I'm saying in the comic <laughs> they get to the storage facility. Okay. He gets out. Yep. Right? Yes. And then he basically says, is your husband still in the mafia, or really in the mafia? And she's like, no, I just, you know, at that point, all of her defenses are down. And she thinks that, like, he's a an okay person. He's not a psychopath. And then he kills her, which in the comic is such an impactful moment. Yes. And it's such a well-written moment. It's one of my favorite stories because you're like her all your defenses go down and you think it's going to go one way and it clearly it goes the other way and then you're like oh this book is dangerous john d is dangerous everything that neil gaiman within is going to tell us in the story at any point could go in any direction yeah and it completely goes against expectations and it's really well written in this story he gets out of the car and goes into another building and she stays there yeah even though she's made two attempts to escape, even though her dog is in the car, yep. she just sits there. I know. Now, in many, you can say, okay, well, when people are, uh, you know, in abusive situations or when they have their captor, sometimes you end up, you know, siding with your captor. Mm. Uh, but she has best. already taken two attempts to try to escape. And she just sits out there and waits. I hated that. Not only because it changed one of my favorite moments, fine, changed changed the moment, but it didn't feel like her character at all. She knows right. that he's a killer. She just watched someone get killed, and her dog is the most important. She's got her dog on her wallpaper. Uh, she's got two kids. She's got two girls that she mentioned. She's just going to sit there, and then when he comes out, she's like, I'll give you a ride wherever you want to go. It's like, what? What? I hear all, you. All of a sudden, you just switched? Like, if he had just Ca- killed counterpoints. her— it w- okay. What's your counterpoint? Because I I feel like no, no, that, you're right. Like, you're right. It's the weakest part of this part of the did story. Did it a different way? Yeah. No, I I totally agree. This is this has got to be this is the weakest part of the story. It doesn't make sense, and you have to do a lot of backflips and justifications to 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 explain why she's still there. So I totally agree. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The only thing I could say is, she just saw a cashier explode. Like he didn't hit him, he didn't I touch guess, him, yeah. nothing, right. and and his entire his viscera are against the wall. So how does she know what he can and cannot do to her? So if she tries to flee, 
maybe it's going to explode her. So I, it's the only thing I yeah, could think I of is know. that she's just so terrified she doesn't know what else to do. And and he said, as long as you don't do anything that gives me reason to kill you, I'm not going to hurt you. Right. So fleeing, okay. who knows what he... So I think it's just fear. And that's her yeah. That's her whole Fine. thing is humanity acts mostly out of fear. Uh, the fact that she, she had taken two... I don't know. It's, I shouldn't have to, as an audience member, though go to that length to justify it it should have been no, and i'm also so like coming to you. it right i'm also approaching this with baggage like you know not everything is the way i want it to be like just because i sure. sandman still is on my shelf it's still that story it's not changing that story right even if i hated the show which i don't uh, i really like this show it wouldn't make a difference it's still it's still, it still perfect exists as it in is. the comics before yep. and and that was such a such a great moment with the first time I read it. And now anyone who's not read the comic, I've ruined it for you. Nah, it's gonna uh, be great. And then not to see that again, because I feel like that's what, that's the thing that I was always worried when we did the first episode, that they're going to soften or they're going to change is the danger of some of these Sandman issues, especially the early issues, Yeah, where like anything can happen. Well. And it's like, oh, wow, okay. Okay, that's John. Now I'm really scared of John D. We're going to have a lot to now, talk about. Now, in this, about. I'm not scared of John D. We're going to have okay. a lot to in talk this, about in this, I'm not scared of John yeah. D. Yeah. Yeah, at this point. Because it's like, okay, well, he's just completely driven by his own morality. As long as I'm a good person, I'm safe. Versus nobody's safe. Like, you don't know. He's more of like a Joker-ish, yeah, chaos-based character, Dr. Destiny. Let's try to put this. a pin it's, in this. It's, it, let's, that let's that was my... Yes, that's let, not the let, part that bothered me this. about this episode. I hear you. Let's let's okay. come back to this when we do our our talk about twenty four seven in the in the diner because yeah. I think you're actually talking about something really interesting that I hadn't thought about before about the expectations that are being set around John D, who he is in this story, who we think he is, and his justifications, and then what happens in the next one. Um, so okay. that's that'd be really interesting. But that, that's a, that's Fair a really enough. good point. And and I do think you know there is some if you think about it, there's some menace to what John D does. He yes he gets his ruby. So he doesn't need the amulet anymore. So he gives it to Rosemary. Um, he says, you know, you're a kind person. They tend not to survive in the world. She gets scared. Please don't hurt Susie. I don't care what you do to me. He gives her the amulet. Now no one yeah. can hurt you, including me. Now, anytime anyone does anything remotely dangerous to Rosemary, they're going to explode. Sure. So, yeah. like, it it's is a, like, it's, 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 not, it's not exactly like the... The, the nice gesture that he's giving like she's gonna have no, a real and i problems. wonder like is she is she going to be a recurring character just now take or that thing and see... throw that out the window just get rid of that amulet because right. someone you know cuts you off in traffic and they explode like that's gonna be a real yeah. problem so 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 to carry that through so he goes into the thing he gets we talked about how he yep. gets his amulet dream is on the floor we'll get to that we'll get to i that. guess when we get to the yep. back to hell they change another thing where in the comic it's specifically about the end of the world like one of the last lines from passengers from what i remember is uh dr destiny is like you know the end of the world here comes the end of the world or he goes into the diner i think at the end and he's like you know waiting for the end of the world in this he specifically says the opposite he wants to save the world so it's like a two two different yeah uh, points of view on motivations that. Yeah. i guess or points of view yeah uh but yeah so that's that i love this that their whole thing the whole passengers thing even with the part that i didn't love mm -hmm. is great and uh, i so love I, when, when i talk about how this is my least favorite episode still uh, i don't want to tarnish that bit of it 
it all comes to where we're going to go right now. Okay, but the last thing on I that, last thing on actively that, actively disliked it. I'm so glad they got rid of all of the DC stuff. It wasn't necessary. It actually slows the whole story down. I don't care about Martian Manhunter. I don't care about Justice League in this story. It had no, yeah, no purpose. Needed. It felt so tacked on to all of this. Uh, whereas, but if in you're a fan, story, like if you're a comic fan yeah, of no, no, Jack Kirby totally. and Demon, and you see and they draw in the style of Jack Kirby, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then he's talking in rhyme, and he's like, you don't tell, you didn't talk in rhyme before. Like, all that stuff yeah. is cool, and like the um, Mr. Miracle stuff is is an interest, another Jack Kirby person. So like that belongs in the comic. It totally exactly, makes sense. Like exactly. there's no reason for it to be to be here. That's 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 a better way of saying. I didn't mean that. I didn't. It doesn't. It just did not have a purpose here at all. So that's yeah, and I, know, I think there's a valid argument that people would make that it doesn't belong in the comic either, that it also distracts. Because I know a lot of, you know, I read Sandman's, uh, my girlfriend at the time was really into it. She didn't really know much about the greater DC universe. Mm-hmm. So for that stuff, it was probably, you know, lost on her a bit too. Um, and even me, like I was not a, I'm not a huge DC person. I liked mm-hmm. the... You know the stuff that became Vertigo, like Sandman and Doom Patrol, and all, and Batman. But aside from Batman, like I never, I didn't know much about. I don't know much about Justice yep. League or any of that stuff. I was more on the Marvel side of things. Yeah, only the animated TV shows in the in the '80s, the Justice League stuff. That's all that I really knew of it as well. So, anyway, Super okay, friends. Super Friends. Yeah. So, do we want to just go back to hell? We'll just yes, let's go let's back go to hell. Through so that. then we arrive at the uh, gate, uh, the gate of hell. Uh, or the castle of hell, I should say. Yes. Uh, that's where we think we left off, right? I think that's right. So, yep. Yes. Um, so, so we learn about yep. Nada, too, right? So on that walk back, we didn't talk about... This is not in the comic. So you get, like, Matthews directly talking about Nada. Who was she? Want to tell me about did, it? Who was she? You find out they were in love at one point, And then he talks about defying me. I think for this, for the TV story, it's kind—it's necessary because, well, first of all, who knows if they're going to get to tell more of the story. So to be able to give yeah. Morpheus that background of being petty, capricious, you know, this is this, he sent his love of, you know, the love of his life at that point to hell because she, she disobeyed him as much as we know in the story really helps us set up where he's going in the in the later part of the of this series like i said the character development happens much faster here so i think it was necessary to do that and if we never get to nada at least we got that totally and then yep. it gives context to the whole thing because yep. this is where i was going to ask you i'm trying to remember where that came from in the comic because he does talk about how she defies she defied him and yep. i think it's is that the one where the endless are having like a dinner party or something and then dream and death talk, and she kind of is like, "You're an asshole." Yeah, like, yeah, for yeah. Doing this to Nada, and that's when he is encouraged to go, to go back. That's right. Uh, is that right? And I, I'm trying I, that to remember. Like, right. I, I haven't read because I don't think it's while, in but... Sound of Her Wings. I don't think. No, no, no. She, no. They talk about it then. It's, it's later. later. Yeah, I think it's much later. Uh, okay, it's fine. That that part's fine. And it then we nice. get to the castle. The castle looks really cool. The castle looks amazing. They, looks amazing. amazing. I'm. Sh- I think you'll agree with this. Like cutting the triumvirate part, yeah, is okay. It makes sense totally in the comic. Fine. Hell is ruled by three parties: uh, Belzebub, uh, Azazel, and Lucifer. Yeah. They just stick with Lucifer. Yeah, totally fine. Yep, I think that worked out in- well. Totally, and they introduce um, the Mazakine. I'm glad they kept her early. Yeah, I'm glad they kept yeah, her in so it, and she looked just this, like but... it. Like 
with the the rotting face on the side. And all that. It looked great, and I hope that that she, that she relationship. In seasons a miss. I hope that that relationship. If they get yeah. to do another season, I, I'm hoping that they did it for that reason to carry it forward because I loved, I loved all that. Yeah, that that loved totally it. makes sense. So everything so although, far is good. The, Although yeah. you, she speaks in a way that you can understand her, as opposed to in the comic where you have to sound it out to understand what she's saying because yeah. half of her face yes. is missing, which I think is really great on the page and would have sucked in the show. So I know it's a minor thing, like yeah. it's the mi- smallest quibble, but I was always impressed by how they wrote out that language in the book where you could sound it out and understand what she was saying. Like It was like such a weird trick, and I really enjoyed it. Right. I'm glad they didn't keep it, but it was cool. Anyway. No, totally. And, and and I guess it's the dialogue is pretty close. Pretty close, uh, yeah. With, with Dream and Lucifer. A lot of direct quotes. And I guess it's in the acting. There's much more of a sense of menace mm-hmm. and antagonism mm-hmm. from Lucifer in the show than I remember picking up with in the comic now i agree as that as that comic ends and lucifer's like what makes you think you're leaving here it's like a surprise you're like oh wow okay it's not gonna go the way we thought it was gonna go and here it's like already we start out we're like buttonheads we hate it we hate buttonheads and there's you see it in the language like there's you know she wants dream to recognize the sovereignty of hell because yep. when lucifer rebelled and i guess he's not recognizing the sovereignty of hell well, we get some peeks into the um yeah she says that like are you here to and he says you know how i feel about that like he doesn't want to i think get involved i in and that's a, that's right oh, out of the, the you book know what too. you're right i i that's exactly a direct quote i guess i interpreted it differently and maybe wrongly i thought she was saying that the sovereignty of hell over all others including the dreaming but you're talking about the actual schism between heaven and hell, which yes. makes a lot more that's sense. The way, I think you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not yes, how I that's remember it. That's the way right. I remember it. Um, right. And then we we get like that great scene like, oh, you want your, which demon has it? And then they bring all the demons up. Loved it. Uh, at this point too, like, well, I guess maybe we're not quite at that point. And then we get Corazon. We, he uses his magic sands, just like in the comic book, to find Corazon. Corazon, who only has great. one mouth. Yeah, he's got two mouths yeah, in the, the comic. Uh, in the comic, that's fine. That might have been. He weird did look or just whatever. like him, though. Otherwise, like the character design was faithful to the to the book, uh, just you know, minus one mouth. Yeah, and that's not. And then that's the not. That's where the changes just start. Because then we go, we diverge pretty hard. Yep. From here on out. So I know you're. You want to go? I feel like well, I'm talking a lot. So here's, why don't here's you tell something. me all the things about this that are better than the comic? <laughs> okay, I'm and not gonna I'll say better, just... better or worse, but I still enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Um, small thing, not really necessary to point out. But I'm gonna do it anyway. People have talked about like the gender casting of Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer, and like, oh my God, they're getting a woman to play Satan or play Lucifer. And yeah, I don't know who's saying that. Is everyone really saying people that? Who don't, it doesn't make any people sense. People who don't know, don't know the book and don't realize that the angels have no gender. And we see them later, in fact, when we see... Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. What are their names? Duma and the angel of Oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. When we see them uh, later. With an M or something? Yeah, at, regardless. Duma but you s- One doesn't talk, right? Right. right. Yeah. Uh, but you see them later. They are, they are genderless. They are sexless. So, and, and in the book... He's drawn, uh, Gaiman has said this many times, He's the inspiration was uh, the folk singer era of David Bowie, the currently locks. Gwendolyn Christie looks much like yeah, that. And, and she is fairly 
uh, though she is a very feminine uh, appearing person, I think that the um, that there is no strong gender binary on the character itself, and I don't think it reads that way. I think she was very successful in doing that as a tall, imposing uh, yeah, blend I mean, of masculine. Just, it was specifically David Bowie to be androgynous. Yes, yes. Like that was the whole. So I don't. So I, I don't, don't want to put too much into it. It's just like I wouldn't even mention. I don't know why. Screw those people. Well, too late. I already did. Those people are you wrong. Uh, she was fantastic. <laughs> Um, I, so one of the major things that happened, I was fine with her too as, as wonderful an actor wonderful choice uh, I would have handed her some different I would have done you didn't like different. the wig and that's fine that's the a, wig I felt was a little off it's fine and I think I feel that way about most movies where I see characters in wig for some reason like it just reads it's like that's not real and then it like breaks the thing and I don't know why we can't get wigs right well We'll right? talk about it. It's like you ever watch Fantastic Four that, that no, I have not like, seen it. When you can see the reshoots happening because the wig is so bad. Oh God, um, that's fun. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the worst thing in the world. And she was she was she fine. was. I thought she was better than fine. I thought she was wonderful. Um, one of the major changes we see here is um, the the battle that's supposed to happen in the yes. book happens between Morpheus and, and Corazon. Corazon directly. But it's the same game, um, but it is is different. In yeah. this one, now they do well. I mean, it's the same kind of overall plot. It's the same kind. It's, same it's yeah. Yes. But then instead, they do a very Game of Thrones thing, which is fun. Uh, they do an outfit change. Well, that's okay. First of all, though, they say who's going to who is going to represent Morpheus chooses himself to participate in the battle. Uh, yeah. Corazon chooses Lucifer to be right. his champion for the battle. Okay, um, first choice. I don't like difference. this choice at all. Yeah. I think this choice is not great. Because I, I feel it. like it undermines the threat nope. of Lucifer when he has to go back, nope. uh, personally. Wrong. <laughs> and in the comic, there's no threat. Like, he, it's a game of a Words. man outsmarting the, the, the demon. Yep. And first of all, the rules of the game in the uh, comic are like the demon gets to choose the location and he picks reality. And then all of a sudden, it's like absurd. You're in like a nightclub. Night and yeah. therefore, like... The word, spoken word game totally makes sense. It's like funny, like it's absurd it and it yeah. counterbalances the drama and the stakes and it allows it to exist without being super corny, mm. which, and it's, they don't take that like leap to do it like that. I was, I wish that they had just changed it and, and did change the entire landscape mm -hmm. and not been so uber serious. And like when they do the outfit change in the, comic he's got like a tom baker cap on and he's like in a nightclub with like an old-fashioned and this is where sam keith's artwork shines he's got that microphone and it's like a and it's really lucifer's in control and or not lucifer uh, uh dream is in control right. and you're so impressed he lays a trap yeah like he's and you think maybe he's gonna lose but he's 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 got the he's got it yep He's got it. Yep. Not so in this. In this, they're like physically getting attacked and that you feel it. And it, and I was watching it with my wife and my kids and they were all like not into it. They were like, what is this? It was like cringy. You know what I mean? And that's why it's that's why Sam Keith's art worked so well for me. Like that double page spread where you see all yeah, the demons yeah. in hell. Because you go to like a different part. You don't stay in this like tower, or whatever. Yeah. You they're on like this precipice, and he's literally 360 yes, yes, surrounded yes. by these colorful, cool, funny, like if anyone's read the Max, like those kind the creature design that Sam Keith does, and it it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just feels like if you don't add that absurd level, if you don't add that comedy 
to it and you take it too seriously, it becomes stupid. It's like, not you're that like, show. It's not that show, especially up to this point. It's not that show. Um, it is self-serious. It is dramatic. Um, they weren't going for that, and I understand why. I can see later on, the later episodes, I think, find some more of that humor that we, that we see. Now, that's not to say, would I have liked to see it shot uh, exactly like the book? Absolutely. I think it would have been fantastic for fans like us who, who know the book. Who, no, but oh, I think even beyond fans like us, even if there was no comic and I watched this cold, I would be like, that part where they did 8 Mile in Hell was really corny. And the direction, too, like when you get to the end and he does his hope line and then they bring the I lights up. Enjoy. Oh, my okay. God. My eyes rolled back so far in my head. I was like a human slot machine. I And the patent... The Matthew okay, okay, bit hang on, hang on, hang on, was awful. Let me defend it before I agree with you. Let me defend it, then I'll agree. I like that it switched. Now, if they had done the nightclub scene and it still was Lucifer, it's Gwendolyn Christie. It's Lucifer. It's people who don't know the story. They, lay, they use that moment so much in the advertising. They even released part of the scene in advance of the show coming out. They were really relying on people getting hooked by this character and this actress coming into this. So, of course they switch it up and it's not going to be a minor demon. It's going to set the stakes higher. It's going to be Lucifer. Does it? Will it work later, the fact that, that Morpheus was able to defeat Lucifer at this game? Who knows? Because I'm not sure how they're going to change things later on and what actually happens with the Seasons of Mist, etc. But I think for a TV show, it works much. it's much more compelling. I think if we did the nightclub scene, based on everything else that came up, does it work for us? Yes. I don't think it would have worked for other people. See, I think it would have worked for I think, Why are we doing it's, this? It's, What's going on? This is crazy. This is making any sense. Because that's that's like when you take art and you like, I don't care. I'm going to follow. That's I'm not gonna this. Do, I'm going to be brave. You got to be this brave. You can't be safe. Eric, this is playing this is, it safe. No, yeah, that's, this is Netflix. Just because it's Netflix doesn't mean the art millions. can't be great. Mm -hmm. uh, what the Wu-Tang uh, American Saga <laughs> show second season took so many great chances that would have been like this where all of a sudden you're watching the rizza write a song and now every the reality is is stripped away and he's doing sampling and like instead of just listening to the sampling you're seeing the band and he's engaging like and you're breaking fourth wall and like be brave like especially with this it, then it separates it from every other generic fantasy uh show right like take a chance okay i would i would just say I loved it. I loved it. I, I, I think the fact that, that Netflix made this show and committed to 11 episodes now uh, so far was the risk. That was the chance they took. The fact that they poured this amount of money and spent this amount of time during COVID especially as well to put this together and build it. The fact that they did anything, I'm fine with. So sure. the fact that they changed this to be... Let's focus on the relationship between Lucifer and Morpheus and hoping that it pays off later, that they bring it back again and continue the story. I am right. fine with that. And the fact that it was so dark and so high fantasy of you know going th uh, through each of the, of the incarnations, the direwolf, the hunter, the serpent, and that it was physical to them and it was killing them was fine. I liked it. I thought it was effective. But the end sucked. Ma the end is Matthew, awful. And I will say, just to back up before we get yep. to the end... The end of the battle, Again, I mean. I have all my battle. baggage. I have all my Sandman baggage. Yep. I was watching He's got luggage. He's got Sandman two luggage. Two other people that had no baggage. Yes. Don't know anything about I Sandman. I hear you. Also did not like okay. it. I had one person who knew nothing about it, and he actually he liked think? it. He, he liked it. He thought it was great. Okay. He thought it was really compelling. It was good stuff. Um, 
so I'm sure I'm in the, the, the minority then because it is the number one show. And I love the show. Again, I love this is my least favorite episode of the show because of this, mm-hmm. and especially what we're gonna about to talk to mm-hmm. talk about was like dragged it all down for me. Uh, but that's not to say this I don't I'm not totally Matthew happy. Shit with sucked. Sucked so bad. No, there's no reason for it. And when he's like, dreams don't effing die, it's like, first off, dreams die, die all the time. They die. They're constantly dying. They're dying in the dreaming. Yes. That's a whole part yes. of the dreaming. And why are you here? Why are you like, giving just, a pep talk? Why are you? You don't, he doesn't need none, the pep talk. None. The hope part, when they, when, when Nada said, I have hope. That should have been like, enough. Oh, that's kind of that cool. That should have been like, enough. Like that's his, that's yes. his hook in. Yes. And they undermine it by having Matthew be the person that provides. He hardly knows Matthew. So, and then if, if Nada had been the hope part, then that actually worked starts to feed into his yes. trying to make it right. Yes, 100% why did agree. They, so why did they do bringing that? Bringing Matthew into hell with him serves a purpose so that we're not having exposition dumps like we did in the first episode, which I think is the part of the weakest part of the of the series is that it has to set so much world building and it's all done in his voice. Having Matthew yep. there for the beginning is fine. He talks to Matthew before the battle and says, go back to Lucien. I brought you here because I didn't want, if anything bad happens, I don't want Lucien to be left without knowing. Yeah, he should, he have, should left. have left. And that would yeah, have been great. And then great. it would have been totally, and then, then he's on his own. He's on his own. Stakes are higher. Yeah. It's just him. We don't have this diversion of Matthew giving a pep talk, which makes Morpheus weaker in a way. Yeah, it's And it's he like could have had that moment of in my face. He could have had that moment of either remembering the conversation with Nada, we see that flashback and you bring it in or that it re- is revealed to your point in the book, he's laying traps, he knows he's going to win the whole time. It doesn't look yeah. like it, but he reverses it. It could have been the same thing in here where he takes that piece of Nada and knowing like I have set this all up to come to this end would have been better. So they could have they could have left all the other changes yeah. in place, sent Matthew away and had him recall the thing with Nada, and the weight of all of that stuff wouldn't have felt as silly because I think it gets punctured. It could have been pretentious and weighty as it was if you didn't have Matthew there and Dream just no, instead remembers. Matthew punctures the whole thing and make and that contrast between his his pep talk and what was going on before makes that 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 difference even heightened even more so to the point where it feels ridiculous i think you would have enjoyed it more had matthew had not had that moment or you would have had less of a problem with it if that moment oh didn't yeah happen. if that that that, that was the really thing that like that it. was like the nail yes. that went in yes you could have forgiven you know, a lot that, more. that gets punctuated yes. by the, also the lights coming out yeah the, well and that, that was uh, so on the it nose it was very on the nose. like but just just pump the brakes a little bit like you, you're overselling all yes this. yes yes but like again i'm never gonna get off my hill where i love absurd things that are absurd totally. dark yeah. like when you take very dark things and absurd things and you and you get like a twin peaks formula that's yep. like one of my favorite yep. venn diagrams and that's what the comic is so i'm never gonna like move and especially how great the comic is is it's like you're in a nightclub yeah. and dream says like uh i wrote it down here like everything else in hell it's deadly serious which is like such a funny english uh like juxtaposition yeah. of like him talking about how serious it is and then the art being comical and then it finds this like beautiful moment in between fine i'll 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 agree with you uh, and i'll agree TV. with you it's the t- we'll never yeah we'll never those... get that if they had done your changes where you're saying okay matthew go gotta go back he leaves 
and then he does it and it's really dream being the one and not needing a pep talk or or using nada as his so anchor. so what we're gonna do folks so this this i'm just gonna announce it on recut. the show eric is gonna do a recut <laughs> a fan cut where we take out matthew matthew flies away i'm gonna do the voiceover to to help you know ease that through so i'm just i'll be a sad man through part of this but uh and even that like been so much better yes and even if we're gonna stick with that matthew stuff the effing dreams don't effing die. die like even if he just said dreams don't die but the effing it wasn't necessary it's like it's like when you're younger and like you're just using the f word too much yeah. and you're like because you're trying to be edgy or and it just reads immature yes and like that's how this feels yes. it feels like a child wrote that line like it was like i don't know it just was so so corny i, I 100% and again agree. i like Pat oswald i feel like i'm beating up on someone who i i love think is a funny I think person great. i think his his uh head's in the right space yep. and he's he's a good writer and all of those things so i feel bad but i also have to speak my truth dan do. and i don't like i don't it. blame I him don't... so much as it's yeah. it's the direction editing sound mixing all the things that went into this he yeah. was in the but right in this place. i think it it's even more than the sound it was the right even this yeah even right. this is more than the sound mixing because it could have been the perfect sound mix and that scene should no be no i agree i agree that's that's not the case here i'm just talking about matthew yeah. as a whole at this thing but in terms of well we'll come back to uh, more conversations for later when we talk about the sound of and dream is so much more of a badass too in the comic because he does plant these seeds and he gets out of the trap and then he just walks out of hell when he does that hope line like he says the line like yeah you know it's not so like drawn out and like the way it is in yeah. the show is he's yeah. like he takes a long pause before he says heaven or whatever right but in the show it's i mean the show in the comic he's like you know hey you know you need me too and he walks out like a champ yeah and then lucifer says to the demons like we're gonna we're gonna get him verse her saying it directly to him yes and it just feels like it's it's over over serious i i don't know i got you i mean i yeah i think think we've explained a lot yeah i I, I agree the 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 one thing i do like that matthew says this is just dumb uh, so Dream gets his helm back. Corazon is is killed uh, uh, by by Maskeen. Um He puts on his helm, and Matthew asks, "Can you even see out of that thing?" I just thought that was a funny line. I just you know because sure. it is it's silly. Uh, the whole yeah. the whole comic book style of that translated to screen could be kind of goofy, and I think that that's funny to kind of undercut it a little bit. But that's how he can see the ruby. We skip all the stuff with the Justice League, etc. That's now he knows how to find it. Dream then leaves hell. They have the conversation about uh, the the nature of hell that he needs. Lucifer needs dreams, needs hope. Otherwise, uh, what's the point? People have to suffer by not being able to attain this thing of heaven that they're thinking of. Uh, Dream goes to the storage unit, finds the ruby, picks it up, realizes it's been altered, and gets yeah. zapped and is knocked unconscious. And it, that's where we see the rest. Yeah, and they had said it in the show. Um, at some point, yes. like he, had, I think he tells his mom he had modified yep. it, so no anyone other than himself cannot use, including this. the Dream Lord, which is amazing. So, yeah, um, so that was fun. Um, so that's where we're that's at. where we're at with all of that. I think these are interesting conversations to return to. Like I said, uh, the next story is twenty four seven in the diner. Um, some interesting things to talk about with John D there and the characterization, and then after that, the sound of her wings and the seriousness of the story to this point and um, kind of where it goes from there. So these are some great things to come back to. Really fun. Um, yeah. Eric, uh, yep. there was something else. What? I have nothing else. I'm done. I'm, I'm pretty much good. I think I've, I've, I've said my piece. 
Again, I thought the passenger stuff for the most part was great. Uh, oh, visually so so well shot. The thing I wanted um, to mention, but, the last thing. Yeah. Uh, I so <laughs> I mentioned this on Twitter. Uh, a Venn diagram of my interests has completely oh, become, yeah, yeah. has yes, completely yes, become yes. a circle. Um, yeah. So I'm a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, particularly the drag queens uh, Trixie Mattel and Katya. Uh, they have a series on on. They have a, a few shows on YouTube. One is their show, uh, which is just kind of like a silly thing where they just talk about a topic. It's very much like this, but it's drag queens and it's, it's beautiful and funny. Then they have this Netflix series on YouTube where they watch Netflix shows. Um, okay. And they kind of give their own responses to it in real time. So they're watching the show and then they're talking about it and making jokes and it's hilarious. You either like their brand of comedy or you don't. I, I tend to think it's wonderful. So I was flipping through last night trying to find something to watch. It shows up in my algorithm. Trixie and Katya watch The Sandman and react to it. Do they do every episode? So this one is longer than any others. This was a half an hour YouTube episode, which they never do. And I think what the format is, is they get an explanation of the scenes they're going to watch. And they just see important scenes throughout the show. So they don't watch the whole thing. I saw whatever you posted on Twitter. And I was like... Someone's got to be feeding them to a certain extent. That's right. Like, that's right. Certain things. So they're like, oh, and then they're giving you all this. And I'm like, they are so much better at this than we are. No, it's like, it is just, Kim, it is just, Kim. they get, they get, they get a <laughs> script of like, here's the important stuff you need to know. Here's how you set up the scene. They watch the scene, they talk, and they move on. Uh, Trixie knew nothing about the show at all. Katya was aware of the comic book, had friends that were obsessed with it. Yeah, she never but got does into not it, but like did, graphic but novels. But doesn't like graphic novels, but hadn't yeah. gotten into it. They were both floored with this. They weren't watching the whole thing. Granted, they probably spent you know an hour and a half watching this as opposed to the ten hours of the story. But they they go yeah. all the way to the end, um, even to the yeah. the extra. Episode oh, so two. is it? So if I were to watch it, don't watch. I it. shouldn't don't until watch I watch the you whole. Can't, you can't watch it. But it's not an episode by no, episode. They, so they thing. go through the whole thing. Because I, I turned to Joe. It's like there's no way they're getting through eleven episodes, but they just skip and do the highlights. They skip a bunch of important stuff. But the takeaway was. Neither of them are really into graphic novels. They, they kind of get it. They thought it was the most expensive-looking thing they've ever seen, the best thing they've ever seen on their show reviewing Netflix shows. They were totally into the drama of it. They did not find it pretentious. They actually do the hell scene, the battle back and forth, and they loved it. So people who are very into pop culture and don't have any sort of stake at this at all absolutely enjoyed it um i think it speaks well the conversation eric and i have been having is like are they actually going to get to do more neil gaiman's playing this kind of pr game on twitter i think of like you know even though it's you know one of the top shows in the u.s and has been for weeks now who knows if it's going to guarantee a second show because it's so friggin expensive to make um i think this bodes well this bodes well constantly cutting shows so like it is partially probably around negotiation I think time, it is. but there's a lot of truth to yeah. it too i think absolutely you know, uh, i wouldn't be surprised if they you know it's bouncing around in the top three of the netflix shows in the u.s right now the fact that they you know put out a youtube video in the series um promoting it even further to a different audience that might be just you know drag queen fans instead right. of, of, of weirdos like me who like both i, I think that speaks really well for it, it so what's interesting crossed. too is like they say top show top show top show but is that a small amount of people watching it multiple times or is that a large amount of we people? will never know netflix like, will never the, say what is the true unique user audience numbers on that show well because i did read something about netflix as a whole really moving away from adaptations of things and not wanting to develop things and they want to own they want to they want to do it i don't know how much 
they have their hooks into strangers. I don't so. know that they know what they want but, to do either. Um, so they're gonna they're talking about the uh, free plan as well. They're spending less. They're cutting shows early, but they're also doing this thing with Stranger Things. They yeah. released Netflix has this problem where they dump everything all at once, which is great for viewers, but not good for yeah, their month to month numbers. So they did Stranger Things where they split it up into two chunks. So you had to like subscribe to multiple months to see it. Then they did with Sandman the first 10 episodes and then later released an 11th. I think that they're maybe they're going to try to uh, do it again and kind of pace it out in a similar way where maybe we'll get to see like the next two graphic novels and some of Dream Country standalones that kind of get thrown in there. Um, oh, that's interesting. Which could be cool. So, I This me completely fan theory. I have no idea if that's actually true. Yeah, but I could uh, see them as that using that as a bridge between their subscriber issues and the spending and trying to keep people hooked on multiple months. That's so all. you said the uh, there's an 11th episode, so it's not 12 episodes. So those two, two stories. stories are one story together? Yes, yeah, they brought together. Like intercut? No, two separate 15-minute uh, chunks, basically. Or whatever, half-hour chunks, whatever it is. It's two okay. stories. So they're half-hour they the, long? The Dream of Cats or whatever it's called. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and Calliope. Uh, yeah. Which were... We'll, well, we'll talk about them when we get there. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll get there. thank you, folks, for listening. Thank you for letting thank us you. ramble at you. This was longer than our most recent uh, old Doctor Who show. Yeah, because we didn't, uh, we didn't agree. agree. That's where things, when, when we don't the agree on something, it goes longer. Yeah, it's happy. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Thank you very much, folks. Right. Um, check us out on Twitter, uh, TODW Show. Um, you'll yeah. see. We're not going to promote this as nearly as much. I'm not going to create gifts or anything for this one. But um, tell us what you think. Let us know if you're enjoying these reviews. Tell us. Uh, who do you agree with? Are you Team Eric or Team Dan? You're, we're, you're just Team Us. We're, we team Us. Everything. Um, yeah, so we'll see you, uh, see you next time. Yes. All right, we're done. Peace. Bye. Bye.